Dear young married couple, did you know that 91% of us will not achieve our New Year's resolutions? Well, first of all, Happy New Year on that note. It's our first episode of the year. Yes. But we want you to stick around to the end and we're actually going to share with you why we're not a big fan of New Year's resolutions to begin with and then we'll give you a better alternative. Yes, which looks a lot like habit formation and design. So stick around to the end and we'll give you our favorite resource for this and some hacks to help you wire in some fantastic habits. Yeah. All right. So let's kick it off. You probably know that a lot of people don't stick with their New Year's resolutions. Like that's common knowledge. Um, But did you know that researchers can actually predict the exact day that you'll fall off of your New Year's resolution bandwagon? Yeah, there was a a big study done by Strava, I think is, is the name. And they found that with their app, they have an exercise app, that most users, a large percentage, actually stop their New Year's resolutions by January 19th. Yeah, they're an exercise app. So you're logging, you know, your exercise into that. And they have over 800 million logs in this app. So it's a widely used app. But by January 19th, a huge chunk of those fall off um, somewhere in the ballpark of 90%. Right. So that makes us ask, why? Why are so many people that say they you know invest in bikes and invest in equipment and get all this stuff for Christmas and they're jazzed about it. They have the, if you could see my fingers right now, I'm doing the air quotes. You could, they have motivation to do it and yeah. they stop by January 19th. Why does that happen? Yeah. Is motivation really the key um, component that helps you fulfill a goal or a new year's resolution because motivation is pretty high around January 1st. Yes, it is. And I think that's why a lot of people start off doing really well because motivation is a, it is a strong factor, but it's not the key factor in, um, a behavioral outcome. Yes. So when it comes to actually changing your life, so we're not huge fans of just setting goals. We actually both have goals, lots of goals. Um, but that's not what we use to achieve those things. So we say that people need to aim high for goals. So they need to set high goals that really challenge them to push them. But but on the flip side, we need to set very, very small habits yeah. to get those goals done. So I think what a lot of people do is they, um, they just write very vague and not very clear goals. And that's actually one of the findings that a study uh, said that a lot of people actually put very like, say they say something like, I want to lose 30 pounds. Yeah. I want to lose weight is the number one, number one, uh, New Year's resolution in every study that we've looked at. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a, I mean, I want to lose weight. You can make it more measurable by saying like, I want to lose 30 pounds, Yeah. but is that going to be enough? Just making it measurable. Yes. So 91 in this study that we're citing here, 91% of people fail. So we're talking now about the 9% that actually do succeed at uh, hitting their New New Year's resolutions. They normally successfully do two things. First of all, they, they set specific goals Mm -hmm. and they set challenging goals. And that's what I was just talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it needs to be specific. Measurable, you know, is important, Mm -hmm. um, but not just measurable. It needs to be a bit more specific than that. So 30 goals is is more specific than just losing 30, 30 goals, 30 pounds is more specific than just losing weight. But it also needs to be, I'm going to do this by doing blank, blank, and blank. I'm going to do this in the months of June, July, and August, you know, this many pounds per month by cutting out fast food Mm -hmm. and I'm going to walk 45 minutes a day, five days a week. So you're getting really specific with ding, 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 habit formation. (laughs) And that's what we're a huge proponent of. I think that's why um, we have found this other method to be so helpful. Yeah. Because I've always been great at New Year's resolutions. I've always been great at setting goals. I love that sort of thing. But what I haven't always been great at is following through on those things. Yeah. I mean, Adam's a big goals guy and I'm not. Um, He's taught me to be a goals girl, but um, we're we're a great team for that reason. Mm -hmm. And goals, though, need to be overarching. They're a big picture. They're long. They're long term. So, you know, setting a five year plan, 10 year plan. That's excellent. That's where goal setting comes into place. But your New Year's resolutions really ought to be more about habit formation. I've embraced actually this idea that habits are the way really to design your life. Um, Jim Rohn said, and I actually have um, a his quote framed in my room or in my office just to remind me of this principle that success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practiced every day. And really that that quote, what Jim Rohn said is right. And he's really echoing, I think, what Aristotle said like 2,000 years ago, that he said that we are what we repeatedly do. Mm -hmm. Success, therefore, is a habit. So having our goals is super important because they give us what to aim at. But how we draw that bow back is all dependent upon, you know, that day. Your day is the most valuable thing you have. So what can you put in that day um, to achieve that goal? Yeah. And I think that's the most, that that's where people really uh, fail. Right. Is they don't plan. So right. they have a goal. They might take action toward that goal here and there, hit and miss. But if they don't mm-hmm. have a plan mm-hmm. and habits in place, then that will fail. And yes. that shows in the statistics that 91% right. do. So we like to do something every year. And if you've been following Dear Young Mary Couple for some time, you know that this last week, uh, this will air on January 3rd. So this last week, um, I'm going to say in faith that we did because we're recording this before Christmas. So we will. Um, we're going to be doing a every every year between Christmas and New Year's, we sit down for a few hours at a coffee shop and we go over all of our habits, our plans for the next year regarding habits. And so we look at habits in the physical, um, the mental, emotional, psychological, habits in the career and ministry section, habits in our relationship, our sex life, finances. We go through every area of our lives and we set habits and then we re- we evaluate how did it go last year yeah, for and each of those. We also ask how each other did at supporting one another on yes. those goals and when we really chart out the goals for next year. We also ask like, how do you want me to show up for you mm-hmm. for these goals? Cause that's really important. You know, like if your spouse is totally against what you're trying to do, it's going to make it of course that much harder to do a hard thing. Yes. So having your loved ones 
vying for you mm-hmm. is a really uh, important thing. It's all, it also makes room when you do this, you know, meeting together, it makes room for planning. Mm-hmm. So for instance, last year, one of our habits was we want to spend more alone time together. That's not related to dear young married couple yep. or ministry or responsibilities. Like we just want to be able to spend more alone time and specifically travel time together. Cause we travel a lot, but it's mainly connected to ministry and career. So yeah. Last year at this time, we sat down and said, we want to do this. And so we planned at that time a trip to Cancun. And this last October, we actually took that trip to Cancun. And it was amazing. Yeah. So um, it took that effort to set time aside and plan it. Because if we just said our goal is to travel more together, that's not going to happen without planning, obviously. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm giving you one that really requires a lot of planning, like travel, but it could be any goal, Mm -hmm. Uh, specifically the number one goal of people wanting to lose weight. Like that's not going to happen without actually planning a new habit, a new schedule. Um, And so what makes a good habit formation? How do we form new habits? Yes. So really it comes down to three hacks and I am actually borrowing a lot of the research and information for this from BJ Fogg's book, uh, Tiny Habits. I've read a lot of books on habits mm-hmm. and his just uh, works for me. Yeah. It really did stand done a out. lot of BJ Fogg um, concepts, incorporated a lot of his concepts into like we do a workshop on morning routines and mm-hmm. then we've done one on um, praying and reading the Bible together as a married couple. And we use a lot of his habit formation information in that, in those workshops. Yeah. So uh, just kind of setting it up, you have to have your goal first before you set your habits because we need to know what we're trying to achieve through the habits. Um, another, just an item of note, shoulds almost never become habits. Um, you can't shame yourself to change. The only way really that we change is we actually feel good. That's the way we, and that's one of the hacks, but I'll get into the three hacks, how to set a habit or how to make them stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very, very simple. They may seem like dumb, but these work. We've actually used them. And so, on the note of like positivity, you know, shoulds don't create habits. Um, it's important that you're approaching this with a sense of playfulness. Yeah. Um, it, it needs to be lighthearted. That's why we sit down together at a coffee shop. We're on a date it's fun. Um, we, we really recommend do this on a date with your spouse. Yeah. Don't make it this like serious, you know, like you're <laughs> disciplining yourself in a classroom or setting. Or disciplining like, your spouse to help them change. Right. Like this needs to be something that you guys approach playfully and um, your brain will wire in this information um, with positivity, not with shame and you should have done this or you yeah. should be doing this better. So often I see spouses kind of shaming them each other on their health habits. Mm, yeah. And that won't work. Um, you can't change your spouse through shame or um, it, you really have to come at it with a sense of playfulness and I'm on your side and how can I show up for you? Yep. And which means maybe you need to step step back. You know, not try to show up for that person in, in any way. Yeah, just sometimes. Just to show that you can. Or ask how you'd like. Yes. You know, how they'd like you to support them. That's one thing that we're big on with our um, annual habit setting for the year is like, how would you like me to support you this year with this habit? Yeah. Yeah. So here you go. 
Three Ready? things. Three hacks. Here we go. This is this is the meat. This is good stuff right here. Listen up. Okay. So the first step is to make it tiny. Make it really tiny. Too many people say, you know, in their, you know, I, I want to read 30 books this year. Totally doable. You can totally do that. But they really don't set up any plans for how they're going to do that. That's a huge goal. So what would a habit be? Well, some people are like, well, my habit for that is going to be read one chapter every day. And I would actually say that would be a great, that's a great idea, but that's actually too big. If you're not a natural reader, it's going to be very difficult for you to start reading. Mm -hmm. um, so how I would suggest you do this is say that I'm going to read, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read one sentence. Or maybe let's, if you really want to stretch that out, read a paragraph. Yeah, it needs to be almost like <clears throat> comical Dumb. for how tiny it is. Yeah, I use this um, for flossing. So how to floss. Nobody likes, I mean, I have not met many people that like flossing. We like the outcomes of flossing. We like how it makes our teeth feel. But like who, do you know anybody that no. actually is incredibly, okay, DM us, put it in the chat, whatever. <laughs> Let us know if you're a type of person that flosses regularly. But a lot of people have a hard time. I definitely still do. But if I tell myself I'm going to floss one tooth, I almost never stop with one tooth because right. I'm, I'm in it. I'm doing it. So it if actually that's feels the habit, good. I floss one tooth every day after I brush my teeth mm -hmm. at night. Yep. Then that, that's a tiny habit mm -hmm. and it's measurable and specific. Yep. Another um, an example of a tiny habit was we were for a, for a long time, a couple of years ago, having a really difficult time getting up in the morning and doing devotions. Um, we have since then, actually this was last year, we have been really, really um, faithful with it because I changed a couple of things. So what my tiny habit was to get out of bed when the alarm goes off. Now, of course, there's a little wiggle room in that when you get up, but Generally, it needs to be within a certain time frame. And I had that in my mind when I need to get up. Uh, and the tiny habit was to turn off the fan because we sleep with, with a fan and open the uh, blackout curtains. We have blackout curtains. It makes it really dark and really hard to wake up sometimes. But if we move it back, it's really, really helpful just to because uh, it's easier for Krista to get out of bed. And then it's kind of just the start of like, oh, this is shut that off, mm -hmm. open it up. Okay, here we go on the day. And we're up at the right time. So that's just an example of a tiny habit that when employed actually did work for us. Yeah, it really did. Because if your, if your habit says I get up when the alarm goes off and I close the blinds and or open the blinds and turn off the fan, you're probably not going to stop at that. You may not do the full-blown morning routine just because you did that tiny habit, but you're much more likely to do the full-blown morning routine by doing that tiny habit. Just right. like you're much more likely to floss half your teeth or all your teeth mm -hmm. if the tiny habit was one tooth. Yes. The next, the next part or the next hack is to design where the habit fits naturally. Mm -hmm. And that's a really, really important. So this actually just looks like a simple stem after blank, I will blank. It's called habit stacking. Yes. Habit stacking. Um, so for flossing teeth after I brush, I will floss one tooth. Um, 
after what's another the alarm one goes done? off. Yeah, yeah, after alarm goes off, mm-hmm. I will. Well, shutting out the that those are you know absolute every single time after that I walk out to the living room and uh, sit on the couch and open our devotional. Another good one is before, mm-hmm. right? So like before, before I. Um, get on Instagram for the day. I will yep. read my devotion for the day. Yep, I did that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I said before I open YouTube, um, I will, you know, and then I will read my Bible. Yep, I did that for a long time, and that works because it's just that—that's my rule. That's what I'll stick to. Yeah. So that's designing it, and you have to find out where these things fit, and you can design almost anything for that. I mean, I regularly help a lot of couples, um, their marriages aren't suffering because of malice, because people have it out for each other. People's marriages are really suffering because of a lack of intentionality. So when we help design habits in their day where they can be intentional about loving each other and Mm -hmm. lifting each other up or complimenting or appreciating, we we can design a better marriage. Absolutely. So that's just an example of how we would work with this with couples. All right. The last one, or one of the last ones. All right. <laughs> okay. No, this is the last one. Sorry. Okay. okay three. You're going to get a bonus. Yeah. All right. I have bonuses. So the last one is that emotion, not repetition, creates the habit. And that was huge for me. This was really the one thing that changed so much for me that BJ Fogg found through the the, yep. um, the science because we don't think about that in traditional habit formation mm-hmm. you know like working out if i can just get consistent if i can just work out you know because if i fall off the bandwagon then it all goes downhill that that works temporarily mm-hmm. yeah if i could just get 30 days and then they quit after 40 and they're like what happened well okay if it's a small habit people i just worked with a client on this if it's a small habit people think that they actually shame themselves. What they do is they say, well, I should have been doing this already. Like mm-hmm. I can't celebrate that because like the dishes had, like she was having a really hard time getting up the motivation to keep some or do some of the extra housework around the house. And it was just very difficult at that time and place in her life. And, but what was happening is every time she was j- trying to do these things or she would do a little bit of it, it was never a success. It was never a positive. So she always held that really negative feel about all, all of it. So she was never winning. So here's the deal. If you floss one tooth, celebrate mm-hmm. that one tooth. I, I give people that mental picture of you know, like, have you ever sunk a putt? You know, you're at, um, miniature golf and you put it in, you're like, yes, you know, you're so excited. You, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself to feel successful. Yep. This is absolutely imperative if you want to successfully wire in habits. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to feel successful. So like for instance, one of my habits is getting to CrossFit several times a week in the morning. Um, and I say several because, you know, the goal is five, but it ends up happening three or four. Um, but you know, one of the positive emotion reinforcers is that there is like a scoreboard and it's not necessarily about putting your, your specific numbers in, but it's the emotion of giving, um, you know, high fives or, um, fist bumps, they call it 
digital fist bumps mm -hmm. to your classmates. So you put your numbers in after the workout and then you go and you fist bump your classmates and they can fist bump you. And like that emotion of, yes, I did it really wires in the habit of, I want to go back tomorrow. Not because I want the fist bump, but it's just a quick wiring in of that, of that habit that there's a positive dopamine hit that you get, um, by, fulfilling this particular habit. Well, that's why Instagram is so wired into us. Absolutely. Because, I mean, think about, we probably go to Instagram more than we do podcasts. Why? Well, because when you open up Instagram, you could see those fist bumps. You could mm -hmm. see the likes. You could see the comments. And for us, that's a success. That's yeah. a dopamine hit. That feels good. So we're much more likely to, when we open our phone to open up Instagram. And you'll get so much more out of a podcast, most likely, than you will out of Instagram. Mm -hmm. But you don't get the same dopamine hits. So, so it has to be more intentional and a habit. Yeah. You know, it has, it has to be a habit formation with something else that's positive associated with it. There's a business idea right there. Well, there you go. Yeah. Create somehow interaction so someone could like fist bump or yeah. Man, well, like Spotify does it to some extent, right? Because yeah. at the end of the year, they do their their wrap mm -hmm. and you get, you know, all your stats for how many things you, you yeah. listened to. I think, yeah, they're trying to do that. Huh? Like the numbers. Yeah. And you get like, you have this dopamine hit when you see like, oh, look at my, my top things I listened to. Look at all the stuff I learned this year. Yeah, it's good. So it's an annual, you know, dopamine hit. But yeah, that's an app idea for so, something more consistent. Yeah. So this is the takeaway. You change more by feeling good than by feeling bad. Yeah. Do your best to celebrate your wins. Make them tiny. Uh, design where they fit naturally. You have to want to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Find the things that you actually want to do. And then last one is, you know, allow yourself to feel successful. And if you want to break a habit, you really do the opposite of these three things. So you take the motivation away right? Mm -hmm. You make it harder to do and you remove the prompt. Yeah. So those are the kind of the opposite direction. So that's a lot you to dig through it right yeah, there. You yeah, just like threw it in at the end. Well, but. I thought that was, it's helpful. Sometimes people want to break habits. Right. Well, and that's true though of, of gaining a habit too is, mm -hmm. you know, boost motivation, even though that's only one part of it. So the first part of the year is a nice mm -hmm. time to boost that motivation, but make it more accessible, increase your ability to actually do mm -hmm. it and then give yourself a prompt to do it. Mm -hmm. So if it's working out in the mornings, a prompt could be laying out your workout clothes in the middle of the floor. Right. Right. So just kind of unpack that a little bit, yeah. but uh, that you can add those things in for habit formation, or if you're trying to stop a habit, you could take those things out. Um, so if you're trying to stop smoking, for instance, that's the number six or seven. It's like 20% of people that set New Year's resolutions is to stop smoking. Yep. So if you want to stop smoking, remove the prompt. That's one piece of the puzzle. You have to have a high motivation, high ability to do this. And there's different ways to mess so with it. Make it harder to do. Yeah. So, you know, make that harder by removing the prompt, like not having the cigarettes around, right? That would be one way to make it harder Don't to buy do. Them. Yeah. Don't bring them home. Mm -hmm. So we're just unpacking a little bit of a huge concept right there, but that's mm -hmm. really well addressed in BJ Fogg's book. If you want to grab that book, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. So hopefully this was helpful. Really take a moment. It's worth the time that it takes to really design these habits. Yes. 
And um, I'm sure that you can design a better life. And that's what we want for you. So if you want an opportunity to sit down and do this with your spouse and get a free template out of it, you can use the template that we use um, every year. We share it with our community at Monthly Live Date Night in January, which is this Friday, uh, monthly live date night is this Friday, January 6th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, you can watch the replay if you can't join us live, but we recommend set that time aside, whether it's with us on Friday or if it's on your own time watching the replay, download the template. We give you a template for, you know, a new year's resolution, quote unquote, but really habit formation for your sex life, your finances, your career and ministry, mm -hmm. physical, mental, spiritual, all of the above. And um, we walk you through that. And on the template, there's a piece on each section for how my spouse can support me yeah. in fulfilling this um, new habit. Yeah, you can walk alongside us as we set ours and moderate you setting yours. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always a lot of fun. And on top of that, you get all the other past date nights. So it's a great deal. We've covered just about everything I can think of. We're still coming up with more, so we haven't covered everything yet. <laughs> <laughs> But show up and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Come join us on Friday. We'll put the link in the show notes and we hope to see you guys there. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>